Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today, I'm here with Lawrence Komen, the co-founder and COO at AvoMD. How are you today? Hey, Jared. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. I'm excited for, uh, for us to chat. I, I think we should uh, dive right into it. It'd be great if you could tell the audience a little bit about your background, and then we'll talk about uh, AvoMD. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my background is really on from a non-healthcare perspective, um, at least professionally. Um, I started my career in investment banking um, and in New York. Um, I'm from New York. Um, and then I ended up um, moving out to San Francisco where I um, was working as a software private equity investor. Um, you know, thought looking at software was interesting and obviously super relevant and, and knew it was going to become more important over time. And so um, I also understood that like finance wasn't quite, um, you know, my, my calling. Um, and I figured that out um, after five years. Uh, and so I applied to Columbia Business School um, where I really wanted to switch and take some of my software background and business model experience and apply that into early stage health tech um, and why health tech um, or why healthcare specifically really my, my whole family is in medicine. Um, both my parents are doctors. Um, I think most of my aunts and uncles are clinicians. Um, my two of my grandparents were clinicians. And so it's like really in my DNA and um, it's really hard to like learn anything about healthcare. Um, like when you're like doing a full-time job and, and so I really used the, the, the time at Columbia to kind of pivot and learn as much as I could about healthcare. Um, and then literally my first semester at Columbia Business School, um, which is now three years ago, um, I was connected to two physicians who were, who were at the Columbia Medical Center who were working on what is now called A1D. Um, they wanted someone to you know, consult with them who had some business experience um, I really didn't know or understand what they were doing, but I was like, these guys are like up to something, but I like, this seems really cool and, um, really interesting to me. And, you know, it was aligned with what I wanted to do. So I was like, yes, um, I'm, I'm game. Um, obviously learned a lot more about healthcare and a lot more about what these guys were up to over my, you know, two years at Columbia. Um, and we ended up founding this business together, AvoMD. Um, worked on it throughout business school, um, you know, took all the healthcare and entrepreneurship classes and the startup tracks and, you know, did as many pitch competitions as possible. And by the time I was graduating, I was like, I think there's enough here to really dedicate myself full time post MBA to working on AVO. Um, and so, you know, I graduated from Columbia a year ago um, or over a year ago and have been working on AVO MD since. Thank you for sharing that, uh, that intro. And just, I have to ask, since you're from New York, are you a baseball fan at all? I am. And, um, I'm a Mets fan. So okay, yeah, there you go. Um, yes. So not as upset about the uh, outcome. If, if anything, a little happy about the outcome, uh, yesterday with the wildcard game, but, um, but I can't, you know, the, the Mets didn't make it to the, even the wildcard. So I can't really be too happy. So, so I'm from Boston, but I, I live in, in Tampa now. So but what's interesting is uh, obviously Red Sox won, right? But I think they're going to now lose to, to Tampa. So I'm going to hear it down, uh, down here. So we'll see what ends up happening. But 
I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but obviously you support your, uh, your, your hometown team and you, you want them to do well. But luckily for you, you have two options and you pick the, I think the Mets are, uh, you know, it didn't, didn't necessarily, uh, uh, obviously they weren't in the wild card, but we'll see what ends up happening. I barely even follow baseball anymore, but that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I inherited the Mets from my dad. Um, and I not, not grateful for that inheritance. <laughs> well, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to shift our focus, uh, Lawrence to, uh, three things I always focus on. I got this from, uh, Simon Sinek, right. People care most about why you're doing what you're doing. And you already gave us a little bit, so you don't have to go into, uh, too much detail with that, but, how, how things currently work and what exactly, if you had to give a, you know, two or three sentence description of what you've, what you've been building, what you have, uh, what does that look like? Uh, we'd love to hear that from you. And then there's a couple of things that you and I want to discuss here today that I'm excited to go into. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, the why right in, in a bullet point or two is um, I want to do something meaningful and impactful um, with my, with my career and didn't really feel finance was scratching that itch for me. Um, and, and so, you know, healthcare was kind of my, my path of choice, um, after that determination. Um, and then also I wanted to build something, right. Think working in finance, generally speaking, you're kind of just a, a middle person, um, not really like growing and building product and company. And so I wanted to have that experience. So that's, you know, that's kind of my, my motivation. Um, the how is really, I think a couple, like you know, I could dissect that in a couple of ways. I'd say really just heads down learning, right? I knew nothing about healthcare three years ago. Um, and then, you know, took all the healthcare classes I could, read as much as I could about the industry, the structure, reimbursement, value-based payment models, right? It's so complicated. And so I really just kind of like put my heads down, um, asked as many questions, spoke with as many people as possible um, to kind of like get up to snuff. Um, about, about the landscape. Um, and then the what is, you know, AVOMD is, you know, no code kind of next generation clinical decision support. Um, and so that's a bunch of buzzwords. And so I'm, I'm happy to also further break that down if that would be helpful. So it's incredible to me as I've been a fan of no code from, from day one. I think when you looked years ago, and, and this is, people still need their, their technical teams, right? They, you need that CTO, you want like, ideally as you're building out some of these companies, but especially in the early stages and as you're continuing to build, um, there's less reliance on that now than there ever was before, right? Now you can actually go and you're an expert in your space, you can go and build solutions. So the rise of no code over the last two or three years has been uh, astronomical. Uh, a space in particular that you don't hear too much about it, which is exciting to, to hear what you've been building, is in healthcare. Uh, so what, what I want to talk a little bit about is let's talk about no code in healthcare and why is it important for those that uh, might not know much uh, about it in the space? Yeah, so, you know, I'll talk just a little bit specifically about what we're doing, right? Um, you know, we're, we have tools and, um, and, a, and a no code builder that allows our provider partners to kind of instantly build, create and update their own clinical algorithms and decision support and rules that can integrate into the HR, but it can also work as a standalone app. Um, and, you know, 
I'll kind of explain why I think no code is important from why we built this, um, why my co-founder built this. Um, my co one of my co-founders, our CTO, PJ, um, you know, doctor and informatician by trade, but um, also a software engineer and coder um, by night and kind of as a, as a side, side hustle and, and passion. And so the problem he was facing, let's say like five years, six years ago at this point was that he wasn't able to access, you know, really complicated up-to-date clinical information at the bedside at the point of care in the, in the formats and in the, you know, on the devices that he needed to do so. Um, and so he was experiencing this problem. He coded this, his own app, which, which is now AVOMD, um, uploaded some of these prototypes to the app store and found that, you know, tens of thousands of doctors from across the globe also felt the same problem. Um, but it didn't just end there, right? Because the problem is twofold. It's, Getting, at, getting access to and being able to use the information at the point of care, but then also the other side of it, which is how do you update this information? How do you make it local? How do you make it specific to you as a provider at you know, the Mount Sinai's or the Columbia's of the world, or maybe like a rural practice in Nevada or Montana or, or you know, wherever. Um, and so kind of understanding the second part of that problem, my, our CTO built this no-code builder that allows really any, any doctor or any clinician anywhere to build, edit, and update their own clinical apps. Um, because you know, he, made, he was making apps for himself. He's like, why can't other doctors make the apps that they need to tr give patients the care that they deserve um, while doing so more efficiently? So that's kind of you know, the, 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 the reason why the, the no-code solution for us became really important because it was like, Let's help build a community of doctors and clinicians and give them the, the tools and the apps they need to, to do their jobs better. Yeah, I, I love it. I, and I can't wait to, to continue. I, I think uh, what you're able to continue building off of, there's so many different possibilities, right? You can continue to keep giving them the ability to create those clinical tools that continue to move the needle forward for, for them. Uh, so that's super exciting. Um, one of the other things that you and I wanted to touch upon, um, and you mentioned this a little bit already, but uh, I want to talk a little bit about democratizing clinical decision to support. Can you tell uh, us like uh, what that means to you and how, uh, again, uh, how is uh, AVOMD uh, executing on that? Yeah, so right now, right, if, if the way clinical decision support is typically engineered or created at hospitals is through their EHRs, right? Like people are writing code in Epic. Doctors sometimes are needing to learn technical languages to, to, to do so, right? To combine what they need clinically and, and make sure it works for them tech, you know, technologically. Um, that's great for the people at that hospital. And you know, users across Epic, or I think in, in some cases able to access what else is created on the Epic ecosystem, but not everyone has Epic, right? There's no single EHR across the country. And there's also, you know, some places with different EHRs or multiple EHRs, or, you know, there's, there's certainly a need for usable clinical information outside of the EHR, right? And so our goal is to create kind of a standalone platform and a, stand, and a set of standalone tools that, yeah, sure, they can, they can integrate into the EHR, but they don't have to. And in that way, um, or if they, if they do, they can integrate into any HR, 
right? So in that way, we're like democratizing the ability for clinicians um, and doctors to access decision support, EHR agnostic, um, outside of the EHR, right? And, and it's not so locked in in, in those wall gardens that we that we all know know and read about. Absolutely. No, it's uh, man, you're you're really tackling. Love the name, by the way. I have to mention that. Um, short, sweet, and uh, it's it's Avo for everyone. We got to let them know that. No, I'm just kidding. It's a uh, it's it's a good name. Um, just so everyone knows too, the goal is to have you on the podcast again. This is really your intro podcast to tell us more about your company and what you're building. Uh, last thing I always like to ask is what's next for, for you and uh, the AVO MD team? Yeah. So, you know, right now our focus has generally been, or I guess to date, our focus has been, um, heavily in pediatrics, um, Right, making sure pediatricians are delivering the best care all the time to children. Um, and but our but our tools are specialty agnostic, right? And, and we're seeing, you know, it's no surprise, right, that there's another pandemic going on, which is related to mental and behavioral health, right? Um, that COVID has kind of uh, put the spotlight on. Um, and so we're we're focusing on on behavioral health, and we actually today just announced. A collaboration with Columbia Psychiatry, where we are um, taking their, you know, soon to be released um, depression uh, guidelines and, and algorithm, and taking that and putting it onto our um, next gen decision support platform and offering that as an app, like on the App Store, that that primary care providers can download, so they really essentially get psychiatry expertise in their pockets. And and so right, the goal really is to um, to help primary care uh, help tackle this, you know, this behavioral health challenge that that they're seeing in the surge that's happening not only in the U.S. but really across across the globe. So, uh, I'd say behavioral health is really what's next. Um, we've we're, we're starting EHR integrations. Um, we're in the process um, with with several. I don't know if I can name them publicly, um, but we're about to be on you know the quote unquote app stores for for a couple of the big ones. Um, so really getting further embedded into the clinical workflows. And then also we're exploring um, partnerships um, outside of just providers. Um, you know, pharma companies and med device companies are inherently like very interested in making sure the latest evidence and clinical guidelines are uh, being read and used um, if they're, um, you know, if their therapeutics or devices are, are newly featured in those. So we're, we're trying to bridge the gap from the clinical evidence, um, you know, and bring that uh, closer to the clinical workflow. Uh, by partnering with with some of those types of companies. Perfect. Well, I'm excited to stay in touch with you, uh, Lawrence, and we can, uh, you know, continue to keep us updated on all that's happening. And hopefully we can have you on again real soon to, to talk about what's new and what the future continues to look like through uh, AVOMD's eyes. Thanks for having me, Jared. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's a pleasure.